Mountain View 911. What is the address of the emergency? this thing working still yeah are we blowing oh off God, the dust here we are <laughs> blowing the dust off the microphones <sighs> oh man hi katie hi Saul. how's it going it's been a while actually i saw i've seen you all morning but that's besides <laughs> the point <laughs> we're taking artistic license we are this is the silicon valley beat we're back officially i am so excited it's been a while where have we been um working <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> I think I don't know planning like how this is going to look going forward. I mean, that mm. takes a lot of I mean, are we really so creative before our morning coffee? Not really. No, scary. No. It is very scary. Yeah. Um, but yeah, hey, everybody. This is the Silicon Valley beat. We've heard you. We've heard your requests and we constantly get approached on the street like, hey, where's the podcast, guys? And we were like, well, the public, we serve the public. We're here to provide. Yeah. So here we are. And and, and you are? I'm Katie. Who are you? I was going to say I was Katie. I was going to introduce oh. myself. <laughs> That's as a Katie. very existential question. I know. Who are you? Well, welcome back. We're excited to be here finally again. Yes, we are. And this is um this is going to be very much an introductory, I think, episode for us so that we can lay out for you guys going forward kind of what to expect and the different sections that you're going to see from us, a little bit of the theme that we have going on and um, just kind of an over, why don't we start maybe with an overview of who we are, why we're doing this and, um, what it means to be in law enforcement in the 21st century. Mm. What does it mean, Salt? I like it. <laughs> <laughs> well, times have changed and they haven't changed, right? It's kind of depends on, on how you look at things. Um, you know, if you go back to the beginning of policing and Sir Robert Peel and all this kind of thing, Ooh, he, he, he even talked about community and, the importance of, um, you know, the community are the police and the police are the community. And it's funny. It's not I hate to use like full circle and stuff like that. But in reality, um, that's really what it's about. Right. And that's something that's been lacking for police departments for a long time is the look inside the pulling back the curtain, which is going to be a, a section of our podcast. Yeah, it is. Um, and, you know, there's it, it, whatever the reason for that is, I mean, some people blame cars, right? Like, well, police officers drive around in cars now and they rarely get out of their vehicles and walk around and talk to people. And so they've lost this connection with the community. Um, some agencies don't have foot beats like Mountain View PD. We really don't have like a foot beat where the officer's out walking around. But we have a bike team. We do have a bike team and the officers are encouraged to get out. And, yeah. and our officers you'll see in Mountain View do get out and talk to business owners and the community and they're at a community events and they're, you know, all these kind of things. And so I think the 21st century, uh, besides new technologies and all the kind of cool gadgets and things that are going to happen, um, is really about uh, communication, effective communication, um, and two-way communication with Ooh, the community. Buzzword. Mm. Yes. Two-way engagement. Because, uh, you know, it's hard. To, I mean, you'll see a couple dozen people on your shift, right? Y you can work four tens. You can work three twelves. Um, but reaching your audience uh, when you're trying to reach even more folks than just the couple that you run into on your shift that, you know, that takes some creativity, right? That takes some thinking outside the box, which can be hard. Yeah. Um, and, you know, there are 750 to 850,000 law enforcement sworn personnel in the United States. They serve 325 million people. Here in Mountain View, we have a population, I think, of like 81,000 people that live here. Um, and we have about, what, 95 sworn? Mm -hmm. um, but did you know that like during the day, our population doubles because of 
all the people that come in to work here. So we've got a really unique community that we serve. And really, we have to think differently about how we serve them, not just the protect and serve aspect, but also, like you said, the two-way engagement, the two-way communication, the ability to be available and to be willing to talk and have conversations. So, um, And every I, community is different. Right? That's Mountain right. Mountain is different than... Our neighboring agencies is different than a city in the Midwest. Are we city special? We're so special. Well, we're better. I mean, <laughs> we're definitely better. <laughs> Look, everybody's awesome, guys. But we're better. So there. So but, yeah, why don't we uh, go a little bit into uh, the different sections, and we can kind yeah. of outline for folks what they uh, what can they, what they can expect from us going forward. Yeah, we're very organized now. Katie put together an outline. I love lists, guys. I'm such a list person. It's <laughs> ridiculous. I still use a planner. Like. Oh. Yeah, I'm old yeah. school. So and the, the, again, the heart of Silicon Valley. <laughs> I'm using mm. pen and paper. Nice. Uh, okay, so what's our first section, Saul? We have calls for service. Do-do-do-do. So we're going to call this section, we were thinking about calling it, uh, spilling the tea. So this is where we talk about kind of a trend that we're seeing in calls for service. Where uh, You know what? Can we, can we do that again? Because <gasps> yeah. I ruined it. Sorry. <laughs> this section is called spilling the tea. Okay. Is that better? That's much better. Okay. I already screwed it up. We're on, we're on uh, letter B, and I already messed it up. Oh, God. Mm. Well, typical. typical. <gasps> mm, jinx. Okay, so spilling the tea. Spilling the tea is going to be a section where we talk about a trend that we see in calls for service here with uh, with our department. And this kind of transcends day night. Daytime, nighttime, day nine, <laughs> daytime, <laughs> nighttime. And um, we're actually really excited to talk about this section because we are going to be launching um, a special campaign for auto burglary prevention. That is uh, something that we see very regularly here for calls for service in Mountain View. Um, that's a very big trend that we internally are very aware of. We know the public and our residents are very aware of. And so we are launching some something called our Park Smart campaign, which you can see on our social media channels, um, where we basically outline ways that you can help prevent auto burglaries. Now, there is no 100% foolproof way or method to prevent crime, right? Um, but this will definitely help in terms of um, in terms of preventing this from happening. And we know how how much it sucks, right? It, yeah. It totally sucks. Well, okay. So can we start off with what an auto burglary actually is? Yeah. Go because for it. some people- Give us a definition, Saul. A definition? what? A definition. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> it's so early. Uh, it's been a while. We're a little out of practice and that's okay. So just bear with us. This is this is real life. Um, so sometimes- <laughs> Hashtag real. <laughs> hashtag real life. So uh, sometimes there's some misconceptions about what a auto burglary is or my car. You often hear terms like my car got robbed. Um, uh. Yeah. So there's 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 some differences and there's some things that make it an auto burglary versus a, um, a robbery, right, versus a, a petty theft, theft those yeah. kind of things. And so the biggest one is that it happens in a car. Um, that's a big one. Although motorcycles can also be burglarized. Uh, so... What we're talking about is a locked vehicle, and that's a big distinction, a locked vehicle uh, that is broken into somehow. Either they break a window or they go through. They, they make entry into the vehicle somehow, and um, they don't even have to take anything at that point. It's an auto burglary with just a break-in. So if they take something, um, you know, then that, that take just goes to the total amount of um, loss. So if you leave a laptop, a gym bag, a, a bike, you know, these kind of things in the vehicle that's locked, that's an auto burglary. If your vehicle's unlocked, it's not an auto burglary anymore. It's just a theft. 
they stole your very important your change. Yeah. So, you know, um, it's in, and the other part of this is that it's, it's very, very important for everything to be reported as much as possible. So, um, if your vehicle is broken into and nothing was taken, maybe they just rummaged around a little bit. We still want to know. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you go back to our historical podcast, um, <laughs> you'll hear me talk about very often about, um, you know, the more intelligence, the more information that we have as police departments, the better we can do uh, holding people accountable for crimes and these kind of things. And you never know if the one thing that you didn't report or did report is the one thing that cracks the case wide open. So for instance, Heck yeah. let's say you didn't lock your car and, or you're not sure, but you're pretty sure you didn't lock it or you forgot. And you come in the morning and you find somebody had rifled through your stuff and you go, you know, and eh, whatever, nothing's gone. It's frustrating, but I'm just going to go to work. Forget it. What you don't realize is the night before we had two or three other people broken into in their vehicles and maybe the officers contacted somebody down the street and they weren't necessarily able to tie them to any crime at that point, but we did identify them, et cetera. And when this goes over to investigators, they're going to look at, they want to know all of the incidents that happened in that area. And maybe, uh, you know, your a, a piece of indicia from your vehicle, an insurance card. That's a $10 word right my there. my SAT Holy word for cow. the day. You know, so something of yours was in their pocket, but we didn't know about it because we didn't know the crime existed yet when we talked to them. But yet you found it in the morning. And if we never know it, we can never go back and hold that person uh, to that, you know, accountable for that crime. So every we, number matters, right? Yeah. Every report counts. And we have a crime analyst here. Uh, we'll have her on at some point. Her name is Kelly. Mm-hmm. Um, She's a genius, and she also is the one who collects all this data. So every time we get a report, you're going to see that reflected in the numbers that she collects and the trends that she sees and those numbers she shares with us so we can tweak, change, enhance the way that we patrol, the way that we have our proactive policing efforts, right? Um, We don't just sit in our cars and wait for a call. Our officers are constantly out looking to make sure that everybody's safe. And if they see something that's off, um, you know, they they go for it. And they're like, you know, what? we got to just check in. We got to make sure. Yep. Um, and yep. like some of the things that you were talking about, people leaving in their cars. I mean, we constantly, I think most of the reports that Kelly sees, it, it's either a phone, a purse, a laptop, a bag. And like you were talking about, what they take, that adds up in terms of dollar amount <clears throat> for, yep. and that could possibly change the crime too, in terms of just mm-hmm. it being an auto burglary or it could be grand theft, right? Because that you hit a certain number point and then all of a sudden it's yeah. different. Yeah. And it, it, you know, and it sucks too. That's the other part, right? Because none of us are thinking about, uh, you know, I'm just going to leave my bag in here real quick, my gym bag or whatever, and I'm going to run into this restaurant real quick or run to Costco or do whatever. Um, these things happen really quick, right? And we have videos of a car, a victim vehicle pulling in, parking, and the person, the the victim uh, getting out and walking into a restaurant or something. And within minutes, somebody's at the door, breaking a window and gone. Yeah. And those, that, yeah. that takes what, like seven seconds at nothing. most? Yeah, it's nothing. And it's really hard to catch these folks. And so- you know, um, it, again, it's just important to report everything. And generally those window smash ones, a daytime window smash kind of burglaries that are that are common now um, are happening several in one parking lot at a time. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, they so then they come in batches and the and the the uh, perpetrators are they're pretty smart about how they're doing it. Right. And they're they're going to areas where if you think about it like a criminal, I, I 
again, if you go back in historical <laughs> podcasts, um, if you think I like that your voice gets deeper when you talk about <laughs> that's that. my that's my uh, like uh, commentator podcast. voice back in the day. Um, you know, you'll you'll see that uh, a lot of these guys will um, uh, go to places where, if you think like a criminal, a lot of a lot of the criminal crews will go to a place where they know you're going to be a while. So like a movie theater, they know everybody parking is generally most yeah. likely going to be in the movie thing for a couple <clears> hours, right? Or shopping or the gym, you know. So if you kind of put yourself in a criminal and think, well, who's going to be my best quote unquote customer? <laughs> um, it's going to be people <laughs> who are gone for a while, but they've also gotten a lot more brazen and, you know, like in and out restaurants and things when the cars are not in the drive through, uh, they go in, you know, you're going to be in for 10 or 15 minutes. Um, they'll make a pass. The criminals will make a pass through the parking lot and, and uh, you know, break the window. Same with Costco, you know. And the, the other part of this, too, is that it's not just Mountain View, right? The criminals aren't, aren't you know, saying to themselves, well, we have to stay within the jurisdictions of Mountain View because <laughs> there's a city line. We can't go. You know, these crews are working throughout the entire Bay Area, uh, north, south, east, and as far west as you can get. Um, and so we are working collaboratively, collaboratively, geez, early, uh, <laughs> with other agencies too and other investigators and things like that. So, yeah, because um, if they can see it, they can steal it. So yeah. don't leave it in your car, I think, is uh, the long and the short of it. Um, yeah. Oh, and one more little thing, if I can get on back onto my soapbox here. Uh, <laughs> sure, cancel. You know, the other thing is too to realize what, like, why, right? Why? What, what are they doing with your phone, your laptop, your whatever? Um, and a lot of, a lot of, people I've heard when I when I talk to folks is there's a little bit of a lack of understanding sometimes of what's the motivation behind this. Why do people steal cars? Right? Why do they and so there's some misconceptions maybe and you know some things that seem obvious but maybe not. Um, you know, people don't steal a car necessarily because they really, really want this specific vehicle so that they can show off to their friends right. or drive it to prom or whatever. Um, they're stealing a vehicle generally to do other crimes in so that it's harder to detect them. Um, and this, then the, the same thing goes down to your stuff that gets stolen. So even in a home burglary, but since we're sticking with auto burglaries, they break into your car and they steal your laptop. Your laptop is going to get sold somewhere, right? And generally, they're not super sophisticated where they're selling it because they want the intellectual property inside. They're selling it because they want to sell a MacBook. And right. they'll, they'll get $500 for it or something like that. Um, and it usually revolves around drugs, quite honestly. I think we've nailed that portion of the. Are we the, done uh, with spilling the, pod- the tea? Spilling the tea. <laughs> so if you guys also, you know, we're looking for feedback too. So if there's a a specific crime uh, or a trend that maybe you see, traffic um, <laughs> that you want to talk about, <laughs> Saul, would you like to submit a topic for consideration? What? what? Maybe you should see his face right now, guys. It's so innocent. <laughs> we can always talk about traffic because that's always a problem. But if there's something specific and there's a specific crime. Um, definitely we can, uh, you know, even if we have to look into it a little bit more, I think it'd be worth it, right? So we can dig totally up Totally worth stuff it. The better, the more educated our residents can be about, you know, how we investigate, what's going on in the city, I think the better off everybody is because I would much rather have an informed public than people who are constantly wondering and having all these questions while we're happy to answer them. Wouldn't it be great to provide some knowledge? Drop Love some it. knowledge. Knowledge yeah. dropping. Knowledge dropping. Happening all over the <laughs> podcast. All right, cool. So move on to the next section. Yes, let's do it. All right. What is this one? It's called Behind the Curtain. Nice. Okay. So Behind the Curtain, this will be our section where we, you know, we literally, we 
go behind the scenes. We talk about what's going on here at the department that um, we would love to share with you guys. Um, This could be anything from feature speakers that we bring in to just stuff that we're doing here. And um, we're very excited to talk about this one that's coming up just because it's very near and dear to my heart. It's called She Can, and uh, it's an event that we're hosting at the end of March. Uh, We launched uh, the program Uh, on March 1st in conjunction with the start of Women's History Month. And this is an event that's about empowering and inspiring our next generation of young women in Mountain View, young girls, teenagers, to know that they can do anything, right? I know that that's a big conversation that's happening, not just in and around the Silicon Valley, but nationally, um, really encouraging girls to go for their dreams and to have that support network. And so we here at the Mountain View Police Department are creating an event to have a a real-time experience for them to see what it looks like to have a support network beyond just family or friends. It's really a whole community initiative. And we are working with the Mountain View Police Department, or I'm sorry, not the Police Department. We're working with ourselves. We are working with ourselves. (laughs) We're working with the Mountain View Fire Department. And we're working with um, several departments within the city. And we're working with the 129th Rescue Wing and uh, a group called Girls on the Run to really have this uh, these couple hours on March 30th to um, just bring every bit, bring everybody together, have this collective experience where girls get to see what possibilities are out there for them, feel empowered that they can do absolutely anything, and then even more so know that they've got an entire group of people that they may have never met before who are standing behind them saying, go for it. Yeah, the best part, too, is that there's examples of that, right? So yeah. this is this all stemmed from the Women's Day thing, that uh, event that we hosted last year, which Correct. was really good. Uh, and um, what's, what's I think, at least my, my favorite part of this is that the girls get to see uh, the women in the police department, professionals, and now in the fire department and other city departments. Elected officials. Yeah. Like, it's awesome. It's it's really cool. And I, I know um, Captain Nawaski, if you go back and look at our historical podcast, <laughs> we've had her on as well. And um, she tells a really cool story about uh, a little girl who the chief brought around. Mm-hmm. I'm going to probably completely ruin the story. but Don't the, worry. I remember it. So I'll fix it for you. Okay. I'll fact check you. <laughs> really weird. You're going to check. Okay. I'm surprised. Um, no, just kidding. Uh yeah, then and, and I, I think the chief was bringing her the mm-hmm. little girl around the department. I don't remember the connection with him, but I think it's a family friend or a neighbor or something. Okay, yeah, perfect. And um, went into Captain Jessica Nowoski's office, and they were talking, and uh, the little girl said something like, uh, "Jess asked her, you know, what do you want to do when you grow up?" Captain Nowoski, sorry, asked her, "What do you want to do when you grow up?" And the little girl said, "I want to be a mommy." Oh, right. And Jessica said, "Well, I'm." I'm also a mommy and a police captain. And the little girl's eyes just lit up like you can do both of these things. Yeah. Right? Um, and so it's it's those kind of moments, right, that are. Um, that light bulb of like, hey, yeah, you can. You can do whatever you want. Break the mold. It's awesome. Defy the norms. Yeah. So that's very much what this event is um, going to be. Um, and what we're striving for. And throughout the month, we're going to be sharing stories from the department that you can find on our social media channels. So follow us on Nextdoor, uh, on Facebook, on Twitter, on Instagram, and on Snapchat um, to see just kind of how we're leading up to this event, all these different stories about how women here felt empowered, going all the way back to the, what, the 60s or 70s when we had our first female police officer. Mm -hmm. Like that's, you know, breaking down barriers decades ago to get to where we are today, to have people today break those boundaries even further. Because we're awesome. Because <laughs> we're Just awesome. That, that should there. be our hashtag for the <laughs> podcast, because we're awesome. Um, 
so yeah, you know, by all means, if you have any questions about that event, let us know on our social media channels. Reach out to us. Yes, Saul, what's your question? Have, have he a, has a question in the podcast. That's so question. meta. <laughs> yeah, fourth wall. Um, That's like 16 walls. <laughs> <laughs> what does that day look like for us? And can people just stop by? Absolutely. This is a free event. This is not just free, it's family friendly. So we encourage you to bring your little ones, your, you know, your brothers, your sisters, your fathers, your parents, whatever. Um, The day starts about 10 o'clock in the morning. And there will be uh, more than 10 stations where kids will actually be able to go on this treasure hunt, essentially, of meeting these different people and getting to know them and experiencing through activities and interactions, what it looks like to think outside the box of what um, traditionally has been thought of of what women can do. We want young girls to go, <laughs> making these hand gestures at me, <laughs> to to think outside the box and to think that they really can do anything. And so we're uh, they're going to be able to visit all these different people and try out these different uh, positions, be it with City Hall or with the fire department or with the police department to see what that looks like. Um, They'll put on gear and yeah. climb around the equipment. And, and they'll get to dispatch. And, dispatch, and yeah. uh, they'll be able to, you know, meet all the women and men who work in the department who are supporting this. And they'll get to try on or climb around the fire rig. I know there'll be a fire truck there. Mm-hmm. They'll get to test what it feels like to sit on a motorcycle, which I'm sure will scare every parent here, mm-hmm. but it won't be running. <laughs> it's, very, it's very safe. And also, and it's awesome. And uh, also, the most senior officer we have here happens to be a female. That's right. And happens to be a canine. And, and she's going to be there. That's right. And she's going to be doing a demonstration with her uh, pup, who's not really a pup. He's a big boy, but he's very, <laughs> very loving. Mm. Um, so they'll really get to have all of these different options to um, just see what see what's out there, yeah. see what's possible. So March 30th, be March, there. March 30th, 10 a.m. right here at the police department. Yep. Do they need to like RSVP? We do or? have an RSVP link, an Eventbrite, just so that they have a reminder in their calendar. Um, that's available on any of our social media channels, Facebook, Nextdoor, Twitter, Instagram, yeah. and uh, Snapchat. Hashtag she can. Hashtag she can. That's awesome. right. So look for more on that in the coming weeks. Okay. Well, that's the list except for wrap up. Yeah, wrap up. Just so we went over uh, – <laughs> Auto burglaries, what they are, how to prevent them. We talked about she can and kind of pulling back the curtain going forward on stuff that's going on here in the department. Um, And we talked a little bit about kind of how we as police departments in the 21st century go above and beyond just protecting and serving just what the average individual thinks of what a police department does. We talked about connecting. And that's, I think, kind of the next wave of how policing will probably be. Yep. I agree. All right. I think that's it. Until next time, yeah? Yeah. Is that the whole that, – that's it. Oh, shoot. I just broke my pen. Anyway, thanks, guys. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> Bye. Bye.